Hello everyone, this is Marcus, the creator of Butte Podcast. And if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. The first thing is that it's absolutely free. The second thing is that Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, Google, and many more platforms. I know you're wondering, what must I do next? I'm glad you asked. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started. Once again, download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started. This is Marcus, the creator of Rebuke, and I hope to hear from you soon. Peace. This is Kellen Fields representing Fields Properties, LLC. You're listening to Rebuke. This is Keith Washington at Keith the Barber, Chester's Barbershop, and you're listening to Rebuke. Huntsville and you're listening to Rebuke. Today is our second episode and we have a great topic to discuss. And first, before we engage into the topic, I'd like to give thanks to uh, everyone that's been uh, supporting the uh, podcast Rebuke, my fam- uh, fam- family and friends. I thank everyone. So we're about to engage uh, into the second topic. Um, before we engage in the second topic, we're going to have our guests uh, introduce themselves. And once they introduce themselves, we'll go ahead and dive in. So on my right, we have... What's going on, everybody? This is Kellen Fields, and here with Rebuke today. Hello, everyone. This is Keith Washington, and I'm glad to be with you today. Mm-hmm. All right. Appreciate the introduction. Uh, about, uh, the title of this uh, podcast is called Black Hair, the Gift and the Curse. And the, it's a unique uh, topic when we talk about black hair in, in today's society, in the corporate world, in the government arena and stuff like that so i i uh due to the trials and tribulations i have went through with my hair uh, just to give a synopsis of, of the room i i have i have on lock i have locks up it's double braided my man kellen he has locks as well he got it in the ponytail and my man keith 
is uh, he got a little nice fade with a little nice designs on it. And we're gonna later on have uh, Sarita to call in, and I might be saying it wrong. Sarita, she got <laughs> she got on me for saying her name wrong. So uh, she gonna call in later on and, and, and introduce herself and engage in the topic. Uh, authors. Anaya Bird and Lori Taps wrote a book named The Hair Story Untangling the Roots of Black Hair in America in the early 15th century. Um, hair functioned as a carrier of messages in most of West African societies. Within these cultures, hair was an integral part of the complex language system. Ever since African civilizations bloomed, hairstyles have been used to indicate a person's marital status, age, religion, eth ethnic, identity, wealth, and rank within the community. Hey, authors Anaya Bird and Lori Taps wrote a book named Hair Story, and Untangling the Roots of Black Hair in America in the Early 15th Century. Hair functioned as a carrier of messages in most West African societies. Within these cultures, hair was an integral part of the complex language system. Ever since African civilization bloomed, hairstyles have been used to indicate a person's marital status, age, religion, ethnic identity, wealth, and rank within the community. Because Africans' identity was intertwined with their hair, when the slave traders began to traffic African people, one of the first things they did was to shave the unslaved people's heads in order to strip them of their individuality and ties to the community. So, like I said, uh, our hair is, is, is a gift to us because it's it, not just a beautiful display, it also tells a story about but about us you know our locks our bantu knots afros uh twist outs you know afro twists you know you guys you just look at the kids today you see different arrays of styles that the african-american community can to display and wear and that's that's a gift a special gift that most uh cultures can't uh cannot produce or neither they have but the the, the reason why I call it, the, I'm about to list some things that is happening today with our with our people and our youth, and that's why I call it the curse. Um, in 2016, um, Kentucky High School tried to pass a hair ban targeting black children. December 21st of 2018, a black wrestler was told to cut his locks or he had to forfeit the wrestling match. In 2016, Chastity Jones was offered a job in Alabama, but she had to cut her her hair. Uh, the 11, she took it to trial, but the 11th uh, Circuit Court of Appeals dismissed the lawsuit that Chastity Jones filed against the company, alleging that the, the company had discriminated against her when it refused to hire her unless she cut her, lo her locks. Staffers in Texas used markers to fill in a 13-year-old boy's part because they believed the hair part violated wow. the hair code. And, and recently... Uh, a Penn State football player received a a racist uh, letter from an alumni talking about his locks. So that's why I give it the curse because the name, the title, the gift and the curse. Because it seems like although we have these beautiful uh, hairstyles, it seems like it's not accepted by the, the mainstream society. Question, I'm going to ask Kellen, why are people still getting harassed about their hair at school and at work well first you know when i think about what you were saying as far as like our culture and where we come from um it just shows the strength it shows the strength of our history mm -hmm. um and it just kind of shows um that identity 
you know, so that's one thing that I really love about it. And just quite frankly, I believe that there are some people, some individuals or some cultures that still may be intimidated by that, you know, to just kind of see people being who they are um, authentically and just in their natural state. Um, it could be something that that intimidates, you know, so um when I think about what happened with the slave trade and how the hair was, you know, kind of removed, it almost makes me think about like how the transition happened to what is acceptable. And that's when you started seeing, you know, the black man with the perm hair, you know, and, you know, the temptations looks and the different things like that. They wanted to have that uh, more softer, uh, more European look so that they would be more accepted, you know, in the uh, in the musical arenas and, and while touring and, you know, different things like that. And I think that that did translate just into um, corporate America as well. You know, so for some years, um, I would see people not accept that, you know, but nowadays when I see people like even like myself being able to wear this, like it just kind of lets them know, hey, this is who I am. This is what I represent. And I'm not ashamed of it. You said something about intimidating. Uh, what would you think? What do you think that makes black hair intimidating to outside world? You you want you want to tackle that key, or you want to kill? I'm really trying to listen to the wording, um, just like how you are. Like, is it maybe am I t- intimidated at the fact that I can't control your hair? I can't stop it from growing. I, I'm trying to figure out too. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm listening to what you said. A lady took a case to trial because mm-hmm. she wanted to get a job, but they wouldn't hire because she had locks. And then did you say the judge dismissed the case? Yes, the judge dismissed the case. Okay, be- so what does that mean? Does that mean that she-, she didn't win the case because they felt that her locks is not a part of her? <laughs> well, if I, I understand, but I'm really starting to think now that we got to really start to dissect kind of like everything and find out the true why, because it's a lot of ignorance. But we need to know these why. That's the key word, ignorance. Go ahead. Okay, so the issue arose with the woman trying to get a job because of your hair, but then we come back and say your hair is not part of you. Uh, all right. I'm still trying to figure out some things. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I'm gonna go ahead and that, go read the next question. And the Title Three and Title Seven of the Civil Rights Act bans discrimination based on uh, or or segregation on grounds of race, religion, or national origin. Uh, from public places and from accommodations including courthouse parks, restaurants, theaters, sports arenas, and it bans discrimination against uh, of employment. Do you think the reason why black people are catching hell about their hair is because the, ni- the 1964 Civil Rights Act is still is outdated? Yes. Not that I, I mean, everything is outdated. How you... Explain, expound on what, how you feel this is out, uh, outdated. I feel that it's outdated. And I'm going to tell you my reason later. But I want you to tell us tell how you feel like, how, how it's outdated. 
um, the things that are going on now are not going on. A lot of the things that are going on now. And if they are, it's in a different capacity. It just may need to be revised, amended, or maybe just right to start over. Okay. Kel, How about you? we see just a new committee and then make the law? Okay. What about you, Kel? Do you feel that the 1964 Civil Rights Act needs to be is outdated and needs to be needs to be amended to include black hair? I don't think it should have been an issue in the first place. Like I don't. I mean, I don't think that it is. Um, you know, right that it was kind of like separated and segregated, and I really do feel like they were you know pointed out you know so it's like if we're living in a, a, a culture that we're living in a society now where everyone is supposed to be accepted you know no matter what race gender religion um, I agree yeah I, I agree with you I agree with you it's just really bad I'm just starting to see like <clears throat> I know we met last week and then I uh, was just rehashing these things starting to see how really bad uh, from the the core is bad. The laws are written to make you you're supposed to look away, and it is, I'm trying to make you look away that you can never look. Though I'm really, <laughs> I'm disqualifying you by the law. You disqualify. Here, here's my thing. Maybe, and your son and daughter. Maybe is it because, like you said, it's outdated? Because during that time, maybe hair was not an issue during the civil rights era because majority of the black people were I hate to say it but brainwashed into thinking that the European standard was beauty do, do you believe that that's that's the reason why they didn't you know we ain't got to worry about locks because we wasn't too many Negroes wearing locks in the south or you know, north that I recall or I mean the afros came into what late 60s early 70s so do you believe that that's because most Africans were brainwashed, or African Americans and Negroes, how they were calling themselves during that time, were brainwashed and thinking that the European standard was the standard. So, do you believe that? Yes. Yeah, definitely do. Yes. You know, and um, yeah, they wanted to be accepted, but kind of like uh, what um, was being said before was, we really start, we really need to start focusing on what we offer. You know, like through our character and just through our intelligence, you know, through education and what you bring to the table. And, and when you really start to look at that, it really doesn't matter your appearance. Like he was, You're right. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I, it's, I just keep thinking about a lot of the same thing. It's really, really bad. Like, uh, but then to like legislation or who put the laws together, they knew they knew that hair was going to be an issue. They knew all these things. That's why they wrote it the way they did. So here's here's my question to you all. Is hair a part of race? Yes. I would say yeah. I mean it, it um <clears throat> So how come that you're, how come the United States still have a problem if hair is part of our race? You know, our when you say race, that encompasses everything. That encompasses the religion, the way they look, the way they carry themselves, they sound, and everything else. So why is it our hair is still a problem if the 1964 Act 
says you can't discriminate against race, and we saying that our hair is part of our race. The laws need to be rewritten, revisited because some of the wording is 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 not accurate. We may need to put more modern terms like culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like. Because something that's not attached to me that I can uh, uh, say it's a characteristic of my race is like uh, the music. It's part of my culture. It's part of my race, but it's not part of my body. I mean, like, but I can argue and make that make like we're one. So my hair is actually on me. So you can't tell me that's not part of me. I absolutely agree. We got to implement the right terminology in the laws. Culture is so important. I agree, man. So, has anyone here has an example where they received or heard or faced backlash because of their hair in the corporate corporate America? Absolutely. Um, I would say this though: I actually get a good response from white people. Or as I sometimes say Caucasian Americans. You know, they. Um, I may be on the elevator and uh, they may lean over and be like, you know. I always want to say this. I really love your hair. And I'm just like, you know what? That's cool. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, but ironically, um, one of the the most memorable times that I didn't like that I experienced at work came from someone that looked exactly like me. Can you expound on that? All right. So I was called into the office and I'm in the office and um, a manager said to me, hey, would you cut your hair for $20,000? And I kind of looked at them at first and I didn't realize what they had meant. And I was like, no, you know, I'm, you know, late 20s and I right. like it, you know, swag. Yeah, now, right, know, I right. Look good you... when I go downtown with the edge up and all that. Right. No, I like my hair. What I later realized is they were actually considering me for a promotion, for a position, but I would have had to change my hair for that or either they personally felt. That I would be more respected and more res- more accepted mm. if I had a certain look. Now the difference was this: they had me by about thirty years, so they came from. I'm sorry, they came from that era where they felt like they had to look a certain way to be accepted. Right. So the more I thought about, it, I was like, man, that's that's real messed up. That they were brainwashed to think that they had to look a certain way to excel. Your brain is so clean. but i held on to what i had you know and and, and my here's my question to you then yeah in that in that regard why you never took it to a lawsuit you got you could possibly you know you probably got you probably got got rich off that alone possibly could have but i just that's sex is just as strong as sexual harassment yeah i just it just it just (laughs) didn't hit me too you know i was i guess i was just kind of thinking in my mind i'm gonna prove you wrong I'm gonna excel here. I'm gonna be the best that I can here. You really spark, you you sparked me with that. Yeah, you got me. Yeah, I was thinking though, like me personally, I get overjoyed if I see an engineer and he's got dreadlocks or or, or an astronaut, because he's past the hair part of it. He's so into this thing, or what if we want to go to the moon? You're looking at the hair. But I was thinking, y'all. I don't know if this is a revelation, but let me see. I was trying to word this a certain kind of way. <clears throat> This may not even be true, but I'm just making it sound like this is what they saw. They saw Kellen and Marcus 
designing things because Kellen Marcus need to carry get this object from a certain distance. And they were really dark and they were really they was I just saw these dark guys. These look dark to me. I was looking over this mountain, I saw these dark guys and they had this long hair and they was trying they built this thing to move this heavy piece of equipment. And then I saw once they got it where they need to go, they ran a distance. They ran, they outran each other, and they start jumping and leaping and turning. And I saw all the things that they were doing, and I really got upset. And I was like, why can't I? I can't do that. I tried to run. I couldn't even run. I tried to grow my hair like I couldn't do those things that they do so easily. I really like your hair. I'm really saying, I wish my hair could do that. But since my hair can't do that, you cut yours off. That That's we deep. are the engineer, we are the architects, and they came and they saw you. You didn't see them seeing you. Whoa, that's deep. Keith. Go ahead. Performing your normal that's task. Deep. That's deep. And the things that you, your hair, my hair grew because I was studying. Mm hmm. That's deep. That's deep. I got a story for, uh, I got a story back. And for some reason, especially when I moved down south, I'm, I'm, I'm just used to live in uh, Metro Detroit area. So everybody had locks. I mean, there were uh, lock stores all down the street of Illinois, whatever. So uh, there was that hairstyle locks was just was the thing. When I moved down here, though, y'all do it so easily uh, with ease. I had a white guy, uh, you know, with locks. They're not just, they just don't hang down. You can put in so many styles. It's, it's crazy. So I had, I had my hair down one, one time and I had my hair braided, uh, braided kind of the box braids, whatever, you know, uh, two strands braided down. And I had a white guy say, man, uh, first time you, you kind of look like predator. And the second time, you look like you can go to prep school. Now this is in Alabama, man, and I really wanted to beat the hell out of that guy, man. Like I, I was like, and, and for some reason they like to do it at work. They never do it on the street. You know what I mean? They never attack you at on the street or say crazy things on the street. They attack you at work. They they strategic with that. So I was like, this ignorant fool here thinks that you know has said said i look like predator because my hair was braided and we are li living in the trump era so you know he was just showing his true colors and uh you know i am dark you know people that never have never met me whatever or never saw me i am pretty darker than all all three of us is on at this at the podium at the table so I, I I and I have gotten that I I bring an intimidating presence, but I've been getting that all my life with a, when I had a fade, when I had an afro, and when I had locks. So it doesn't matter what hairstyle I have, you have an issue with me being confident in who I am, and that's the issue. Why when I'm starting to get happy with my hair, my beard? I'm starting to get happy about looking at myself, but then you mad. But I'm reaching happiness. I thought I was happy. I thought I was happy when I had the low haircut or whatever. But now I'm. This is my hair that can do this. 
do you feel that as I guess is the woke movement, whatever, people are starting to ex- explore themselves in the black community. Do you feel that the the white people are doing the same thing the ancestors were on the slave ships, trying to shave the head so we won't identify with our culture? This is what I do know. It ain't gonna work. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> that ain't gonna work. I mean, have you noticed that? I just read that the slave traders shaved our heads so we won't identify with our our culture and our community. They're trying and to now bury we, it. Now we're back. We in 2019, and we still facing that thing. Is there is there hate here? Their jealousy uh, is also brainwashed and embedded in them when it comes to our hair. This is a little bit different from what, what you're asking, but the Huntsville Hospital is built on top of Slave Cemetery. That's correct. Right. So to me, you trying to cover, you trying to make it like it never even happened because I'm not going to go dig up on the hospital. Yeah. I want you. To, I don't even want you to know that your hair could have did that ever. Mm. But I, you said something about Trump, but even though I know it's not about Trump, but I, to us, his. I don't want to say this wrong. Please Two don't. of his accomplices just got arrested for trying to leave the country. One-way tickets. With one-way tickets. <laughs> they were not planning on coming back. Right, right. So I'm going. I'm going to expound on that. Uh, I'm going to ask the next question. Um, we all we we all know who 44 is. That is uh, President Obama, and we all. We all all know his accolades he went to you know uh in the prestigious colleges and, and so did his wife we are we're saying as uh african-american men that uh our hair doesn't make define us but my question is would president obama and michelle will been in the white house if they had an afro they had locks they had Bantu knots. I mean, with all the things they have accomplished, you look at their resumes and you look at their, you pull them to the side. They're, they're pretty accomplished African, not just, you know, Americans, but African Americans. Would they, would they have gone to the, been voted to the White House if they were identified with their roots and had an afro or, or had locks? Please answer. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> and, and this is why I'm going to say that. Sometimes, if I'm thinking like them, I would think this. You got to s- slow up. Hold up. You're doing too much too fast. You got to take baby steps. You got to, if he were, if you were, if he was going to step into that position, he had to look a certain way. He had to go from a certain school. He had to have a certain background. And all that stuff had to be set up. But, if it was a different position, like if he was an athlete or something like that, people say, okay, he got locks, you know, okay, he got, you know, he got tattoos or this, you know, yep. all those different things. But in that position, being that there has never been anyone from an African American descent, come on, Donald Trump's hair is horrible. Would, <laughs> oh, it's, it's awful. <laughs> but, but, but yeah, but kind of like how I was saying last week, I'm gonna just tell a quick story about how I got hired on that Bowie. When I moved down, from Ohio, I did not have an in-person interview. It was an interview over the phone. 
So imagine their face when I stepped into the office and I had locks down my back, black dude. I promise you they looked at me and said, oh, my gosh, we hired a real one. And because of that, they was like, let's just stop right here. They didn't have to hire, you know, five other black people because I represented that much. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I mean by, whoa, 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 slow up. They got to see Obama coming down the pipe. Yeah, I think it's it's it's, it's strategy, and it's also like you may be ignorant. Is it a strategy, or we we have to play the game sometimes? I say the so. European game in order for us, and then we have to play the European game with our hair in order to make it. Well, if you're if you're dominant, I'd say strategy because you kind of already won. I kind of like might have let you kind of drive the car for a minute, but. You ain't driving good, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna ease you out the seat. So, but I'm not gonna have the dreadlocks, but my son gonna have the dreadlocks. Okay. I'm Obama, so I got the suit on and I just came out the barbershop. But my son, you gonna see that he got the locks. But I do know I think their daughters and wife Michelle, their hair is natural. I don't think they got perms. Okay, now, I'm, 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 I'm not a stylist, so I wouldn't know. I, I talk <laughs> we I talked to my wife about it after we had the show. And kind of, oh, okay, mm-hmm. cool. Cool. Uh, flat irons in the White House. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I do think that Jay Z is in good position to, if he can do some things, you know, and he has like natural hair, he has like dreadlocks. But he can really and it's end not, up in. It's certain. not. It's not for everybody. But go ahead. <laughs> uh, but what we're seeing, are you saying dreadlocks aren't? It, not for him. Not for him. <laughs> Hey, uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna comment on that. But he keep, he's in a position to kind of make some things. I do like the fact that he keeps his wife with him, and there's some of the things that we need to see and make it look cool and all that, you know. But you get a lot of political things done. Cool. We I mentioned earlier that uh, you know our kids, you know, you know, our kids feel this backlash in schools about our hair and stuff like that. And uh, what if? Your child receives a letter from their school stating that their hair is unacceptable, or you receive a phone call from the school saying their hair is unacceptable because of the the uh, the natural nature. What do you do? And here's the second part. This keeps on occurring. Should parents, black parents, should consider start their own schools so let's start with the first question what do you what are your what are you what you gonna do if you receive that phone call about your little boy and i seen your son keith and he's natural so what do you do if you're, you you receive a phone call about like yeah he yeah he's a straight a student but we ain't we ain't feeling these 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 these, these strings that that fire gravity and, and and get the tips a different color tips on it what what do you say about that I, I'm gonna try to use that as the opportunity to um, teach the teacher, and and I'm hope that I come up with something quick. But I prom I will not cut my son's hair. I'm going to the school, but yeah, I'd have to kind of think about how exactly I will handle. But we're not cutting his hair. Yeah, that's uh, how, a, te- how that's a your, teaching how, moment. How would your wife handle the situation? I'm certain she'd be upset. Uh, really. <laughs> Most of us, <laughs> most of us probably already on, ready, gone, on, on 10. <laughs> <laughs> but 
but yeah, we just like I'm saying, it's it's opportunity for us to teach teaching moments for for us black men, and we just have to use tact and be nice because we already look aggressive and and you're already right. <laughs> so you had to really say, hey, you're wrong. Let me slide you out the driver's seat. <laughs> yeah, and, and I was gonna say this: the way my wife set up, okay, it would be a bad day <laughs> at that facility. <laughs> Because I believe she would definitely give a piece of is, her mind. Is your wife natural? She is. Okay. You know, so uh, one thing about uh, where we're at right now, I have a four-year-old and a two-year-old. Okay. Which means that I have to drop them off and take them in every day. So every single day, whether it's my wife that takes them in or whether it's I that take them in, they see a black person with natural hair. They see me with the locks. So, you know, I don't think that they will overstep that boundary because I think they will look at it and say, you know what? Of course. The children are going to look like this because that's what their parents look like, you know. So um, later on in the future, when I'm not responsible for taking them into school and drop off at the classroom, I may I may have that situation happen, you know. But um, I'm just hoping that it doesn't because I already know it's not going to be good. <laughs> We're just not focused on what's really important. Like you're bringing them every day. They see the dad every day, yeah. but they looking at wow. hair. Yeah, you know. I, and because I, the reason why I brought that up is because. I really think, and it me, that's just me, me being, I guess, Marcus Garvey mentality. Uh, it's becoming a problem to the point I believe that we need to start our own schools so our kids can express themselves freely through their hair, or through their their clothing, and through their you know their their culture. Because it seems like, like we said earlier, we're still trying to put us in a box and when, when it comes to african-american culture we're not in the box we we actually different colors of boxes different sizes box different size of boxes and all that so when you try to put us in the box it doesn't work out too well for everybody else so that's why i say maybe we should probably start our own schools but you know yeah everybody got their own opinion opinion on I don't know. I, I think there's a there's a lot that needs to be done. We have a lot of ground to cover. It's a big world. I just think I don't know segregation. I don't know what what would fix. You don't think segregation? I don't know segregation in schools will work. I don't know, but I do know that the world we live in has a lot of different races. Right. We're gonna either have to learn how to make uh, work together, or maybe you just need ten worlds. <laughs> Ten, but I don't like being at the Mexican restaurant and it's, and, and I I don't don't talk to the Mexican person. Yeah, like, that don't make sense. Or we it's whites and blacks in the Mexican restaurant and nobody talking to nobody. Yeah, this is how. I see it. Go ahead. Uh, there was a movie that came out a couple years back. Yeah, I want to say it was called Green Book. Okay, uh, where basically we had a black uh, musician mm-hmm. um, that was traveling all down south he was going on tour and they ended up hiring a white driver for him a white male Mm -hmm. um, to kind of like be his muscle and protect him while he was on the road and that white male initially did not care for black people he only took the job because he wanted money right but as they went on this road and as they traveled city to city and spent all that time together what they realized was they really have more in common than they thought. So they were able to see how they actually were the same, and it actually allowed them to get very, very close. 
So when I saw that story, it made me think about schools and how we have all different races. And if people can really be in that school and really learn to appreciate one another, really learn how to interact, respect and show love to one another, then people will see that they're not really as different as they come off. So then hopefully when you get out into the real war, real world that is not segregated, let's kind of drive over and, and look at the police brutality and the police uh, climate mm-hmm. um, in America. Mm-hmm. A lot of times when a white officer <clears throat> is interacting with a black person, they tend to dehumanize them. Correct. Because when they see them, they don't really see them. Can we just, as a world, admit this? Can the police force just admit that alone first? <laughs> I, I would love for them to do that. We have they, to address. Yeah. yeah. You know, but the thing is, if you had a white person that was in that power to be the judge during an execution sometimes and they see Marcus and they say, you know what? I knew someone that was just like him before. I know that he comes from a family. Mm-hmm. I know that he, he actually kids. looks like him. Know, yeah, yeah. All that you know, stuff, then there might be a difference there. I played on so, basketball with mixed teams. Yeah. You know, so if there is any good thing that can come out of having schools that are together of all races is the fact that you will see that we all have much more in common than we sometimes see. I think some things might might be fundamental. Like uh, I was just thinking, like the world. The world and or especially the country needs a good dad. So if if the kids come and say the Mexican beating on the black and the black beating on the white. Oh, now I'm just thinking I'm the dad. Oh, this is what I'm going to do then. I'm going to give y'all a sign seats then. This is how I'm going to do the housing. Black, white, Mexican, <laughs> Asian, Europe. You know, I'm going to spread y'all out. It's not going to be black, 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 white, 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 because you need to learn from him and he need to learn from you because so y'all don't keep y'all yard clean and these things <laughs> you don't pay your mortgage <laughs> yeah. but i'm not going you, you kind of we need to a fruit salad tastes better with the blueberries with the strawberries and the peaches right. and instead of okay. you know still so just straight strawberries I got you. I feel you, bro. That's a good analogy. You come with the analogies, man. Come with that heat. I yeah, think I'm, I'm really, we laugh. We, we laugh. But I'm really tired of the games that this grown world plays. Right. And the, the lack of fathership, the lack of leadership, and how far we let things get trillion, $222 trillion deficit. Oh, my goodness, bro. What are we doing? <laughs> Yo, what are we doing? <laughs> Yo, I'm going to go ahead and go to the next question. Like I said, all of us is natural. Somebody need date, but what? Okay. I want to say the cuss <laughs> word. Well, we you, said, you, you we said America needs a good dad. I was going to say, the one to say, hey, go get my belt. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to go to the next question. So we all got natural hair. And you just said your wife got natural hair. But I don't know about you. She does. My yeah, wife has Your wife locks. got natural hair. You got locks. So... Uh, we are embracing the, you know, our culture and our ancestors and all that from Western Africa, but we still got African Americans that still indulge in the weave and and all that other stuff. So, uh, have is it because I, 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 me personally, I'm attracted to women with natural hair. I, I just, it's just me. It's it just maybe it, it, it's kind of 
you gotta be on point for me to talk to you and you gotta weave on you know what I mean <laughs> you gotta be on point on on, on the rest of the levels you better you be take, a broadcaster yeah, or something yeah because you, you, you to me you took an L on the on the hair do you feel that today that African Americans feel that they still gotta be still wear their hair straight ponytail whatever the European standard and that's why they have not Straight away from the weaves or the extension, extension stuff like that, or you just think they just prefer a different style and they don't want to do the the the, the maintenance of keeping up their natural hair. I mean, I don't know because I don't got to do mine like that. <laughs> but I have heard women say before that um, sometimes they do just like to switch it up, you know, and and you know sometimes they just want to let the hair just kind of like rest. Not, they don't want to fool with it today. You know, it's, it's too many, uh, you know, creams and, and, and shea butters and coconuts and, and mayonnaise. This, and honey, that. <laughs> you know, they got to They got to Sometimes they got to do too much. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes right. they just want to go for a quick, um, like a quick fix. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's like I try not to knock them. You know, because I don't want them to knock me. I don't okay. want anybody to knock me. You know okay. what I'm saying? So I'm like, hey, if that's if that's you. Like, let that be you. Just, so you just, just call me judgmental. Go ahead. No, I just <laughs> no. see. And I almost made a judgmental joke, and I'm gonna keep going with it. As long as your edges is together, <laughs> you know, then I then, then I'm good. You know? Some of y'all so fine. It don't matter what your hair looks. Now, nah, but no, for real. Uh, I, I think it's really what you know. So a lot of times your hair is gonna tell maybe a little bit of what you know. But right now where we are, I don't think you. To me. We don't need to straddle fence. We kind of need to be more knowing. It's not attractive to be ignorant or unconscious. It's not attractive anymore. Like, some things we really, truly need to know. Like, some things are too closely attached to slavery. If your hair is straight and you are a Christian, Uh it's... it's, this is rebuke. We going. It's yeah. unity. We don't. Even yeah. Try to- I'm just saying. Okay. So, like, I, if your hair is straight and you are a Christian, then you have to be careful in the modern world. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for clearing, cleaning that up, Keith. <laughs> yeah. You have to be they, careful. They won't be, I don't want a people- lot of. It's just the truth. I'm not ashamed to say it. A lot of things are closely attached to slavery and. If we're afraid to say it, a lot of people don't know these things. And a lot of people, the, the truth is not attractive to a lot of people, and that's bad. Are you talking about in regards to hair? Or just, okay, we'll keep it to mostly hair. But yeah, like, uh, it's just, the tr- you, you're going to look like what you know. Okay. That's what you're trying to get at. Yeah. And so we need to know the truth. Okay. Oh, my God. I want to make sure you can get, get all the way to the deep end. You can... Scuba gear with you. Uh, I'm going. This is my this is my last question, and and then I'm going. I'm going to read. I'm going to end it with a poem, and then we'll we'll, we'll sign off. Uh, California just passed a, a bill that bans discrimination against hair. Uh, do you believe that every state should adopt this 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 law now, just like California? You know, California doing big things. <coughs> Excuse me doing big things they also just passed it where athletes can get paid college athletes get paid uh, so i think i think a lot of people are going to be moving to california but do you believe that 
this uh that every state should adopt this this hair uh ban that should have happened years ago i agree yeah it's I, about time i feel like lebron james it's about time <laughs> right I, I i agree and we'll need to get doug jones online and and, and tell him that he needs to do something about our hair Keep you looking like you 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 in deep thought, man. You got We're just really behind. <laughs> and the, the laws expose uh, how um, the laws expose how petty we are. They, they're writing it about your color and your hair. That's what they're writing the laws about. Okay. Yeah, it's just it's exposing. Okay, well, I'm about. I appreciate uh, Kellen and uh, Keith coming on the show. We about is about my time. Before we, we uh, leave, I'm going to and read a poem about black hair, and and hopefully y'all y'all get something out of it. It's by Yate Keaton, uh, licensed in 2011. It's called "My Hair, Your Hair, Our Hair." I, black hair is good hair, no matter the texture, length, or natural color. No one's hair is better than the other. For centuries, we've been led to believe that beauty can only be expressed expressed through relaxing our hair and wearing weaves. Although these methods can enhance what you wear, they create superficial stares. They blind the eyes of him who sees and keeps them from viewing the real hair story. By accepting who you are naturally created to be, you are tapping into the true secret of inner beauty. There's more to us than meets the eye and never mind what they say inside. And though may, many judge you by your hair, honestly, it's the intellect and the real roots that have folks gasping for air. So train your mind to affirm God's unique design by establishing who you who you are deep down inside. And, and since texture, length or natural color have nothing to do with one another, embrace your hair and say to one another, my hair, your hair, our hair. We all have beautiful black hair and it's wonderfully made. That is by Yate Keaton. I want to thank you uh, thank Kellen and Keith for being special guests on the show. Uh, thank everyone for, for the support and we're about to sign off and uh, this is Rebuke and this is this is Marcus Jones and we we're out.